Welcome to Courage and Spice, the podcast for humans with self-doubt. I'm Sass Petherick and this is episode 57, Changing Unhealthy Beliefs. Well, hello lovely people out there in podcast land. If you are following me on Instagram, you might know that I began the Couch to 5K running program at the beginning of October. So I've had a month now of running three days a week. I've only missed one day. Uh, I still can't run around the park without several stops, but I'm kind of astounded at how quickly this has become a habit for me. And I am now just in the process of getting up. I have got my gear already out and I'm ready. And in three minutes, Bodhi and I are in the car heading to the park. And so this month has offered me a steady stream of evidence that I am a runner, even though technically it's kind of jogging slash shuffling with a bit of walking involved. But in six months' time, I'm hoping I can say that I am a runner and I'm running for half an hour without stops a few times a week. Now, this belief that I am a runner, I'm doing it, is fascinating to me. It's becoming a more comfortable belief the more I do it, the more it's being integrated into my identity. And while I'm doing this, I'm super encouraging of myself Um, Because I'm learning. So I'm celebrating small wins. I'm expecting setbacks. But mostly I just trust that it doesn't matter too much what happens on any individual run. But over the next six months, it will all add up to something. And this process is a kind of example of what's called cognitive restructuring. And that's something we're going to chat more about today. So if you've been listening to these episodes as soon as they come out, i.e. the right way, (laughs) you'll know that in the last episode we talked about upgrading your self-talk. We explored the concept of cognitive distortions and these are the myriad of ways that we engage in negative self-talk. In this episode we're going to take this idea deeper and we're exploring a simple but super powerful concept, technique, for identifying and undoing or busting the beliefs that create our negative self-talk. We're looking at how to change those unhealthy beliefs. So if you find yourself kind of stuck in your own head, caught in spirals of negative thinking, uh, might be that over-judgmental inner voice that's constantly pointing out past mistakes and perceived faults, then this episode should really help you. And the reason to explore these concepts is that What we believe about ourselves and other people and the world reinforces our self-doubt and is fed by our self-doubt. So it works in this kind of loop. Our brains are always looking for comfortable, familiar patterns. We see what we believe. We don't believe what we see. And I wonder if that sounds familiar to you, that we see what we believe. So we notice evidence that supports and reinforces our beliefs. Even when we're faced with contradictory evidence, we tend to find that that entrenches our beliefs. And you'll know this if you've ever watched a Trump supporter be interviewed on TV. Beliefs are really tricky to bust. And that's why this is turning into what will be a three-part series. So in last week's episode, we talked about upgrading our negative self-talk, like really understanding 
what those cognitive distortions actually look like, feel like, what they're made of. And in this episode, we're going to explore cognitive restructuring, which is very much about how to change our unhealthy beliefs. Now, for anyone who might have heard folks talk about adapting a positive mindset, getting over limiting beliefs and all that blah, this is not that, mostly because this actually works, but but also it's probably what people are looking for when they start Googling mindset. And there is a lot of guff out there about this, this idea. It usually involves a very rigid set of rules around what you should and shouldn't do, which somewhat ironically is a type of cognitive distortion. And often these ideas originated in evidence-based research, but as we know, it's very easy for these things to become co-opted into the sort of pop culture pseudo-psychology of the self-esteem movement, which means they have little to no evidence basis by the time they're sort of warped into a how-to-change-your-mindset type approach. Often they're just people's opinions or something that worked for them once. But cognitive restructuring is kind of unsexy, right? It's a, it's a very, um, it doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, but it is a core concept that is related to cognitive behavioral therapy. And this is one of the most well-researched and effective approaches to mental wellness. I think one of the reasons that it has found that CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, has found its place um, sort of in the popular thinking is because it's something that you can take the ideas of and you can really coach yourself. You can kind of learn how to manage this without the need of an ongoing therapeutic intervention. Um, So arguably this makes it cheaper for places like the NHS, the National Health Service here in the UK, Um, but I think it also can be incredibly empowering. And in the NHS, it's often used to treat clinical disorders like anxiety and depression. But cognitive behavioral therapy and this particular tool set of cognitive restructuring can be just as useful to anyone who struggles with negative thinking patterns and negative self-talk. So in this episode, I'm going to guide you through this concept of cognitive restructuring, um, including some of the most powerful benefits that come from practicing it. And in next week's episode, I'm going to walk you step by step through a process that uses cognitive restructuring that's specifically designed for folks with self-doubt so that you can identify and modify and ultimately free yourself from your own negative thinking patterns. So this has turned into a kind of three-part mini-series on how to change that negative, judgy, criticizing voice in your mind. Okay, so let's dive in. And we're going to start with just understanding a bit more about what cognitive restructuring actually is. So this is based on the principle that how we feel emotionally And what we do behaviorally is not the result of what happens to us, but instead it's the result of how we think about what happens to us, what we believe about what happens to us. So this means that we can change how we feel and what we do by changing what we believe how we interpret what happens to us, what we make things mean, will determine the outcome that we experience in our lives. 
And it's kind of neat, right? It's a very coherent idea. It's pretty ace when you start using it in your day-to-day life. And I think the reason that this is so uh, kind of cohesive is that cognitive restructuring encourages us to do loads of very helpful things while we are breaking free from our negative thinking patterns. So it helps us to get organized mentally. So using this process, we get to unpack our thinking process, unpack the belief system that we are living in. So just like making a to-do list helps us feel more organized and less overwhelmed in our lives, cognitive restructuring helps us to feel better by getting our mental space better organized. It also forces us to slow down. So negative self-talk is often a kind of unconscious process. We just develop these unhealthy beliefs that feel true because they go unquestioned. But by slowing down, you get to actively and intentionally notice how your beliefs create the emotional and behavioral outcomes in your life. It helps us to be more aware. So our negative self-talk, our unhealthy beliefs can happen quite automatically. But cognitive restructuring helps us to notice and become more aware of our mental habits. And this is an essential step in eventually developing more conscious and healthy beliefs. It gives us a sense of agency and control. So just by noticing that we have these unhealthy default automatic belief systems, and then learning how to generate new conscious healthy beliefs that actually support us, we develop a sense of agency. We go from feeling like we are subject to our beliefs to participating in creating them. Over time, this becomes a practice that just reinforces that sense of empowerment. It helps us to think more clearly and rationally by encouraging us to question and examine our beliefs. Cognitive restructuring helps us to see how so many of our unhealthy beliefs are just made up. They're assumptions. They're things we've inherited from other people. They may be out of date or just no longer relevant. And so we get to actively choose to think more clearly, more rationally. And it helps us to reflect instead of react. So when we're upset by something, when we're stuck in the mire of unhealthy beliefs and negative self-talk, it's so easy to just react, to worry more, to open another bottle of wine, distract ourselves with Netflix, or to react emotionally and do things that and say things that we regret later. Now, aside from the negative effects that go along with some of our favorite responses, We also tend to deprive ourselves of the opportunity to better understand our minds and to learn more about just how they work, how our belief systems function. And this, of course, is so helpful and important if we want to do this in a different way, if we want to change our beliefs. And finally, it also breaks up bad mental habits. Because many of our unhealthy beliefs are inherited, automatic, unconscious, it's super easy for us to get into this um, habitual responses to things that happen to us. 
And cognitive restructuring forces us to kind of notice these habits and to participate in creating much more helpful beliefs, much more helpful ways of interpreting the world. So there are a ton of really, really good reasons to engage in cognitive restructuring. And if you can learn to do this consistently, it will literally impact every aspect of your life. Because there's no part of our lives that we don't think about, have beliefs about, interpret. So whether it's an argument with your favorite person or worry about an upcoming interview or grieving over some loss you've experienced, we tend to get stuck in automatic, unconscious, often rigid ways of believing. And by teaching us to be more flexible in the way we understand the world, cognitive restructuring changes how we think about and feel about and what we do about pretty much everything. So we've talked about like what cognitive restructuring is, what we do with it, how it helps us to slow down and identify and modify our default ways of thinking and believing about things to become more flexible and realistic and have more agency and control. But I wanted to share with you what the benefits that I see people getting, living, when they start cultivating this habit. So in next week's episode, we're going to walk through like what to actually do. And I realized that this episode is much more kind of theoretical, but I think it's really helpful just to understand that there is a process that you can learn and teach yourself that will help you to gain these benefits. So so here are some of the things that happen when we start participating in our own uh, cognitive processes. So one of the things that really happens is that you get to manage worry and anxiety in a much healthier way. So a key driver of most anxiety issues, whether you feel anxious in certain situations to social anxiety, generalized anxiety, even up to uh, OCD, there is this mental habit of worry where we irrationally anticipate future threats or dangers. Even though we might know on some level that our worries are irrational, are leading to unnecessarily high levels of anxiety, the fact that worry becomes a habit makes it very difficult to break out of and just sit down. So cognitive restructuring is really effective in identifying when we're engaging in the habit of worry. And it gives you a practical tool set to enable you to disengage from it by calling out the irrationality of it and substituting more realistic, uh, healthier thought patterns instead. And a kind of sister benefit um, is that of breaking out of rumination. So rumination is when we constantly kind of go over past mistakes or shortcomings in quite a judgmental and negative way. So it's if you are replaying conversations late into the night after you've experienced them, um, wondering what you did wrong or what you could have said differently. So worry is irrational thinking about the future and rumination is irrational thinking about the past, even the very near recent past. And like worry, it can be quite difficult to break out of a habit of ruminating on our past, even on the very recent past. 
It's also really effective stress relief. So our ability to think critically, to analyze and evaluate challenges, generally problem solve, is one of our greatest strengths as humans. But left unchecked, this strength can become one of our greatest sources of discomfort. So our problem-solving mindset is really helpful in certain situations, but super unhelpful in others. So if you're analysing your performance from a recent presentation at work while you're in bed trying to sleep, for example, it's really not helpful. And not being able to sort of downshift out of problem-solving is probably one of the biggest sources of excess stress. So cognitive restructuring helps us to identify when this problem solving is and isn't appropriate and then get better at shifting out of that mode of thinking and into a much more relaxed mental state. And obviously being able to relax is a great way to relieve that stress and overwhelm. It also helps us to avoid procrastination and just be more productive. And I think one of the really subtle but powerful causes of procrastination is our own negative self-talk. So it's completely normal and natural to put things off for a period, right? Procrastination has nothing to do with time management. It's all about how we feel about the task. So what leads to serious forms of procrastination is this sort of intense barrage of self-critical negative thinking that we directed ourselves because of our delaying tendencies. But on the other hand, the secret that most productive people know is that occasional lapses and slip-ups doesn't necessarily mean anything. And criticizing ourselves for it tends to lead to even greater, more prolonged levels of procrastination. So cognitive restructuring can help us to procrastinate less, to just get more done by discouraging our sort of overly harsh self-talk. We reframe the occasional lapse in attention and the urge to procrastinate as just a natural response to a task that we aren't particularly looking forward to or don't understand. It can also help improve communication and relationships. So it's kind of universally acknowledged that relationships will live or die based on our ability to communicate asking for what we want directly, saying no to what we don't want, listening genuinely and empathetically. But what's less well understood is that the way we talk to ourselves, our internal patterns of self-talk, really impacts our ability to communicate externally. So if we're constantly worried about upsetting our partner, for example, it's going to be really difficult to assertively, clearly ask for what we want. So we can use cognitive restructuring to improve our own self-talk and we're simultaneously improving our own ability to communicate honestly and respectfully. And this is something that almost every relationship can profoundly benefit from. It will also help us to increase optimism and our general outlook. So I think it's important to realistically think about ourselves and the world around us, right? That doesn't mean we've, we're sort of doomed to pessimism and a perpetually gloomy outlook. So if you've ever wanted to be more optimistic in your general view of life without swinging to the other extreme of being naive, cognitive restructuring can really help this, specifically when we learn to carefully examine and modify just habitual ways of thinking. We get to catch those overly negative 
deeply pessimistic points of view that normally run unchecked. You get to break out of that habit. And I think particularly relevant for all of you listening, cognitive restructuring is a core tool in building self-belief. Because one of the key aspects of self-belief is the ability to express ourselves in a way that's honest and true to who we are and also respectful of others. And when self-belief is in the driving seat, how we are in relationships is not just a way of communicating effectively, it's more about a commitment to our values, being willing to pursue these values and goals regardless of how we might feel moment to moment. So unfortunately, what happens is our own self-talk and unhealthy beliefs will often lead us away from our values. We tend to hold back from expressing our ideas and opinions and beliefs. Our self-doubt tells us that it's too dangerous to do this. So using cognitive restructuring to cultivate a kind of robust internal voice that's really compassionate and supportive is a fantastic way to begin speaking and acting just more in alignment with who you really are. And as a result, it increases your sense of self and self-belief grows as a result. It's one of those things that expands as you use it. And I think probably the most underrated and most valuable aspect of this work is that we gain an increased level of self-awareness and personal insight. So I think one of the many challenges with a mind that's constantly full of negative thinking is that it leaves very little mental space for reflection and introspection. How can we thoughtfully consider our most important values or aspirations when we're constantly worrying about the future or ruminating about the past? So one of the most underrated benefits of cognitive restructuring is that it frees up a huge amount of mental space. And in doing so, it allows us this time and energy is released to reflect on more deeper, meaningful questions about ourselves. So getting really clear about cognitive distortions, what we talked about in the last episode, really understanding cognitive restructuring is totally the bomb. There are so many benefits from engaging in this as a practice, and there are lots of ways to do it. But because I'm consumed with how to help folks transcend self-doubt, I've spent the last few years developing a process to help you unpack your unhealthy beliefs, to understand how these are correlated to your self-doubt, and to help you to create a much healthier, conscious, and compassionate belief system. So this is something that I've been teaching in my classes and uh, with one-to-one clients. And I thought that next week uh, we'll do a kind of coaching workshop and I'll take you through this process so you can learn how to develop a practice of cognitive restructuring. And if this process appeals to you, I'm going to also make available specifically for podcast listeners um, a special offer before Christmas where you can get together with me for a coaching session and we can go through your own cognitive restructuring practice. So stay tuned for that. There is only going to be a limited number of sessions available, but um, I think it's going to be super fun. So good people. 
take care of yourselves this week. I hope that you are enjoying this little mini series in the podcast. Um, And I would be super grateful if you'll rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It helps other people to find us uh, and you'll have my deep gratitude. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you next week.